Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is season two, episode number two. Thank you for joining us. We are going to release something brand new into the atmosphere today. It's going to be very, very exciting. So thank you for all of you that have joined us on the journey. We're excited to get into the grind of season number two. As always, you can go back to all the episodes that we had before, and I see that you guys are doing that. Thank you so much. There's great stories there, great content, but we are trying to take it to the next level on season Season number two. So with that in mind, we talked about new wrinkles, new things. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for it? Season two, Grace Point Daily Podcast. We're releasing something new called Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. Here they are, Greg and Kelly Craywick. Wow. Welcome. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. To the Grace Point Daily Podcast. So you guys have been on the podcast, the Grace Point Daily Podcast, but now you are officially a part of the movement. You are going to be starting Grace Point with Greg and Kelly on a weekly basis. Pressure. Sounds amazing. It sounds <laughs> awesome. It's got that flavor. Yeah. It's got the feel. It just rolls off the tongue yeah, we're nicely. Uh, we're expecting great things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited for that. We took in all of the feedback from people. One of the things we saw people loved was the real life stories, stories of other people. Sure. But one thing people said, could we just hear less of Pastor Jeremiah, less of Jeremiah Johnson. So we're like, okay, we'll we'll add in Greg and Kelly, and we'll let them get annoyed and tired of your voice after yes. season two, right? Oh, Just kidding, so. no. But Grace Point with Greg and Kelly is going to be a weekly episode. They're going to dive in as a couple, just sharing their hearts, sharing what God's doing in their life, and they're going to encourage you because that's what we do here on the Grace Point Daily, daily Podcast. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. Greg and Kelly, I'm trying to think the last time that you guys were on. You're just kind of sharing your story, right? A little yes. bit here and yep. there. Testimony. But uh, we're going to kind of dive in specifically. And Greg, you and I talk about this all the time because you're fresh in it, fresh into the call of pursuing something new and fresh in your life as a couple, as a family, the calling of God. You are just recently moved to a new area, uh, a, a new town, a new city, a new church, a new calling, a new position. So you're overwhelmed by life a little bit. You're excited and overwhelmed. Exactly. Or actually, I'm putting words in your mouth. What are you feeling right now? Yeah, it, it is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, you were going to call me on this, and I said yesterday in our final Committed to Christ podcast that we feel like we've been tossed around a little bit um, because we have. And why did we expect or why did I expect things to go easy when right. I took that big step of faith? That's right. And, and it hasn't been. And yeah. it's, been a, it's been a true test for the last two months. It hasn't been easy. Um, but we're coming through. We're, we're growing stronger in our faith every day, and uh, it's been great. Right. Um, one thing I've been amazed by is um, I, I felt like before we moved and God had been calling me into more of a, a prayer life. And since I've been here, because I've done that, um, he's just I have such peace, you know, even in everything that's going on, the different things that are mm -hmm. going on, just because, you know, I know I can always talk to to God and go to him. And so I feel, I've, I've really felt a lot of peace now, Greg, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's a little more pressure, but for me, no it's more. just been awesome. You know, and I've had the opportunity, um, because I've been praying, God has used me in different ways, you know, even just to pray with people. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's really cool because there are little things that God does just for me individually. Like I really can't share with you, mm -hmm. but when I stop and think of everything that God's done, it's like, wow, 
He really, yeah. you know, he did that just for me. And and like I said, when I try to share it with someone, it maybe doesn't mean as much, but. Yeah. I have a friend sitting over in my, my shelf over there. He's dead now, but he's with Jesus. But he used to always say, prayer, has it come to that? You know, that was his joke. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but he would joke because we. Are, we want to be comfortable. We want to. We want everything to just be nice and easy flowing day in, day out. Right. And God, I, I believe that. I'm going to read a story later on here today from the Bible. God, I believe God is intentionally trying to mess up our lives, push okay. us to places of discomfort, sure. push us to places of faith, because that's right. the life he wants us to live. Right. I, I've created the theory I call the cycle of dependency. It's that that God never wants to get me to a place where he's not my everything. That's good. So he's always going to bring me around and that's why i always find that it's like it just just like when it seems everything is kind of okay getting good evening out i'm settling into a nice groove here something comes up a person a situation and i believe that's almost 100 god being like yeah i'm i'm doing this i am doing this because i need you to stay in a place of desperation i need you to stay a place in independence because that's where you're destined to be that's where we're we're most closely knit together that's where i reveal myself to you that's where you get to know me that's where you get to know my character so oh jeremiah i don't want you to walk away from that place so yeah sometimes i got to put you in positions where you have to seek me yes that is so good and I'll just say, just like Jesus said, the cares of this world choke out his word in us. And really, that's kind of what I've been experiencing the past few weeks here is cares of the world trying to creep up, trying to occupy my mind when I'm trying to stay focused and grow in the Lord. It's It, it can be really difficult at times. Mm -hmm. And it's like Paul said, <laughs> I have to die daily. Yeah, that's the devil's plan to keep us distracted sure. with things so that we don't focus on what we're supposed to be focused on. It's that on. Uh, hamster in a wheel. Yes, that, thing. that continual yeah, I, I last Sunday I talked about stop worrying, the whole issue of worry, and I used that foundational passage we've heard many times before, where Jesus is like, "Well, look at the flowers of the field and the birds of the air; they don't toil or labor, and yet I provide for them." And I was kind of joking, I'm like, "Well, that's great, Lord, but I'm not a bird, like I'm not a flower. Yeah, I got to go to work tomorrow. Like I got bills to pay, Jesus. That's great, birds and flowers and happy thoughts and rainbows. But come on, Jesus, give me something a little bit more than that. But it is true that God is like, I'm in control. If you seek me, if you're walking in me, right. I have it all covered. Come on, calm down. Right. Stop it, worrying about it. We have to do our part in that. We don't just get out our lawn chair and sit and wait on him. I mean, we have to actually walk in faith. We have to walk the walk. We have to do what he's called us to do, and he will meet us and meet our needs. Right. And don't you think because we stepped out into faith, you know, and took the, made the move, I mean, for me, because we did that, like anything else that comes up, it just seems so insignificant. Right. I stepped out. I'm I'm doing. I'm in God's will, and I'm just going to stay focused, and I'm going to keep moving forward, and I'm not going to let the distractions, you know, come and and take my focus off of Christ. Yeah, there's. We say this a lot in America, talking about like, oh, we don't see miracles anymore. We just don't see God moving. And I've always said this, like, why would you, why would you see a miracle if you don't need one? Exactly. Yeah. The issue is most Americans don't need a miracle. They right. don't need, the only time they need a miracle is when they walk into the doctor's office and find out that they have stage five cancer. Then all of a sudden it's like Jesus is the most important thing in the world to them. But leading up to that moment, there, there was never yeah. a sense of dependency. There was never a sense of pursuit. There's never a desire for the things of God. Right. Uh, so like, that's why, again, I believe God positions us to these places of dependency, desperation, 
because if 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 I don't need God, exactly, then I'm just going to exist. I'm going to be comfortable rather in a form of religion, not walking in the power of God. And I want to walk in the power of God. Right. It's because it's about relationship. I mean, even if you do have stage five cancer and you come to the Lord, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that he's going to heal you right? It, on earth. It doesn't mean that you're going to get that healing, that you're going to get that breakthrough. He just is trying to draw you closer to him. That's the whole goal all the time, regardless of what the outcome is, right? Yeah. So we don't know. There's a book that I haven't read it yet, but it's a secular book. It's called The Art of Discomfort. And it's a really popular theme even in the secular world right now, this whole embracing discomfort, embracing, because that's where you grow. That's where you become your best. That's where you, you know, so it's basically like, you know, it's like, wow, they're real. That's always get a kick out of some of these secular leadership things that I connect with every once in a while because they're really presenting God concepts that they think are so amazing. And you're like, well, that's a God concept. Like they just thought of it. Yeah. Pursuit, desperation, discomfort, that that's a God concept. And we see this over and over and over in the Bible. I was talking to Greg earlier today about, you know, the one thing we see in the Old Testament, that's why I like about the Old Testament now more days, is that we get to capture the struggle of many men and women of God and their calling of God, Abraham, Moses, David, Solomon, got all these guys, you know, Elijah, that, you know, these guys that are heroes of they heroes of the faith, but at the same token, they were just normal dudes. They had struggles, they had fears, they had anxieties, they had failures, they had times when they tried to take control of God's will. We're talking about Abraham a lot, you know, Abraham, the father of many nations, that uh, this thing, Greg, I was talking about my call of God when I was talking about when I first got out of Bible college, I was in Colorado. That was my first time ever delivering pizza for Domino's. And I wanted to be in full-time ministry. I felt that was God's promise to me and it wasn't happening. And I was very frustrated. My wife was pregnant, et cetera, all these kind of things going on. And I remember delivering pizza in my 2000 Toyota Camry, white Camry at the time for Domino's. And I remember listening to a sermon by David Wilkerson called the death of a promise that God kills our promises and he resurrects them and brings them back to life because he wants us to know he's the one who did it That's and we good. didn't produce ourselves. So in the case of Abraham, he brought his wife to a place of fertility. She's an old lady. This is not possible anymore. And this is way worse than the 70-year-old woman who had twins we talked about on MCD Nation the other day. Uh, but God brought him to that place because he wanted to say, listen, I am going to do this. I am. You're not going to do it. You're not going to get Hagar. You're not going to get another uh, maid servant, whatever, uh, it's going to happen through me. And he did it. And God's yeah. like, I did that intentionally because I wanted you, I wanted to bring you to a place where there's no other way but Total God's way. Yeah. And that was in regards to his calling and his promise. And, and I'm sure you've discovered that along the way that God has, has had to bring you to those points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just go ahead and dive into it. I heard, you know, I was listening to you the other day, Greg. Oh, we just feel like we're being tossed about. And I was like, and I just began to think of a story. It's like, you know what? I think Jesus was has probably been doing uh, the last month or two in your life. There's there's the potential that he could be sleeping or he was sleeping in your life. And I began to think of that classic boat story yeah. with Jesus, you know. And I'll read it just for the sake of conversation. In sure. Mark four thirty five, it says, The same evening Jesus suggested they cross over to the other side of the lake. With Jesus already in the boat, they left the crowd behind and set sail 
along with a few other boats that followed. As they sailed, a storm followed. The winds whipped up huge waves that broke over the bow, filling the boat with so much water that even the experienced sailors among them were sure they were going to sink. Jesus was back in the stern of the boat, sound asleep on a cushion when the disciples shook him awake. Shouting over the storm, Jesus, Master, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, shouted words into the wind, and commanded the waves, That's enough, be still. And immediately the wind died down to nothing, and the wave stopped. And what a great story of like, you know, we connect with this. Like, we've been in the storm where like waves are tossing. And I've had that moment of like, Jesus, are you sleeping right now? Like, He's over on a cushion, like, what's going on, Lord? Wake up, you know? And I'm sure in that moment, maybe not now, but in the process, you've had that moment where you're like, God, where are you at right now? Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, I would say that. Um, I think it's, it's uh, like Kelly said earlier, you have to realize your, your total dependence on him. And I've always been a pretty independent person, and now that I've I've taken this step of faith, I can't be that way anymore. I'm learning how to, uh, I guess, live differently, think differently, uh, pray differently. Everything is is, um, well, I guess, for lack of a better word, different. Um, it's well, you pick something up and you carry it around, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to give it to God and I'm going to let Him take it. And then when it starts to get a little messy again, you pick it back up, and you you it's like that continual thing where you can't. You, you keep trying to fix things mm-hmm. yourself and that's what God keeps putting you in that position so that you have to keep going back to him. It's gotta be him that handles yeah. it. Well, look at this, look at this passage. Okay. Let's walk through this. It was Jesus's suggestion and idea to go across the lake. Yeah. So that was his, and if he's God, which I believe he is, right. he knew there was going to be a storm. He sure did. And it's sometimes we listen to what God says and there's a storm. We're like, you know, wait, we're here on a boat. There's a storm. We're going to die. Even the experienced sailors think we're going to die. Right. And we're here because of Jesus told us to go here. Yeah. Like that was his suggestion. <laughs> that was his idea. I mean, our idea was to wait till tomorrow. Our idea was like, I'm not saying what there was. I'm not totally sure, but it was his suggestion. It was his idea. Right. And he goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then it says they set sail, right? They So they take his advice and his idea. So I'm I'm connecting this to your life. Yes. You hear God's voice. You're like, okay. And then you set sail for Missouri, right? right? You set sail towards the destination that Jesus told you to go. And what follows, what followed them, it says that they, they set sail. Uh, and as they sailed, a storm followed them. You know, didn't right. a storm didn't just come. A, a storm was actually following them and chasing them down to try to get them into a predict predicament. You know, I'll say that's a really good story because since we've been here, I've realized my inabilities. And there's been a lot of times where I've questioned what God has said to do. Like, okay, God, did you really call me to do this? I mean, haven't I? Haven't I you said have, yeah. said that several times? I mean, is this really what you wanted me to do? Okay, yeah, I'll see this through to the end, but I mean, ultimately, is this it? Because it sure doesn't feel like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, are you sleeping, Lord? <clears throat> How about some confirmation? Or, or you know, or, you know, I mean, really. Um, so, I like in this uh, as the storm follows them. It begins to whip up huge waves 
filling the boat uh, in this version this is from the voice version that i read from it says that even the experienced sailors among them were sure they were going to sink i think some of the the most dangerous people in our lives can be the people that know god and are experienced in the lord yep. communicating to us in regards to the will of god for us it's a very dangerous thing that's why i i take that very uh seriously not lightly i almost said lightly seriously when i talk to people about god's will for their life direction and calling because i know that i'm talking about a very sacred thing Mm -hmm. that is really about you and God individually. So I can give advice, I can give, but I never want to be the person, because even these guys, these were like the pros, and they're like, we're going to die, we're going to sink. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. and I think God is, um, he's even had it, I haven't really even, since we moved here, I really haven't even talked to too many people. You know, a lot of people that I used to talk to that I would go to for advice or, you know, godly advice, I I, God has kind of just pulled me back, and I've just kind of been only you know, praying, just trying to keep it, keep it here, keep it, you know, because I know God's speaking to me now and I don't have to hear from other people. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say though, like you said, um, he, he's got to bring us to a place of brokenness. It's like, Jesus, you have got to see me through this. You have got to carry me through this because I can't walk this walk myself. I'll turn around and go the other way. If it's up to me, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's his grace that keeps us. It's 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 uh, it's that uh, constant um, relationship and, and just being in communication with him, even when you think he's sleeping and, and, and you're in the storm. Yeah. And maybe I'm diving too deep in the minutia, all this, but then it says they had to they had to speak ov- over the storm to speak to Jesus. Yeah. And there, there is this element of speaking over the storm, that the, the, the storm is trying to drown out our view, our perspective right. from God. It's trying to create this barrier right. that thinks to make us think that we somehow can't connect with him it's so big we can't when he's actually him. there. Yeah. Like, and so we have to speak over it. We have to speak through it. We have to say like, you're the storm, but you're not stronger. You're not louder. You're not bigger. You're not, Jesus is there and I can still communicate with him. Right. And then it's, you know, yep. there is, when it comes to the storms of life, I always say this, it's either your greatest moment for disconnection or connection with Jesus. There's really only two directions you can you can go when the storm comes. Is you can sink and die or you can speak over it and you can conquer that storm and go right to Jesus and see him calm the waves and the winds and the right. waves. Right. Cuz some people disconnect from God when they go through that storm, yeah. it's a disconnection point. It's a point where they faith is weakened, that their, their questions, they let the questions yeah. of God sure override the truth of God, right. his, override the promise of God, override the, the reality that he is in the boat while you're in the storm, and they let all that stuff overtake them. Yeah, I was saying that I'm guilty of that. I mean, really. I mean, it's, 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 easy. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to allow that to happen. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've been frustrated with because through this whole thing, I feel like I made this, I, I made this decision. I said, okay, God, and I'm all in. You know, I don't have, uh, yeah, there's a storm going on and I'm watching Greg and he's going through his own thing, but I have like this peace because I, I feel like, and, and I'm, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, you're, ha- you're way more spiritual up. than Greg. No, I've no, learned that. It's not no, that, <laughs> it's not that at all. I just feel like, I just, I, I, I'm thankful, I guess. I'm thankful that through this, I 
am able to be to have peace because I can't imagine what it would be like if we were both. You know, if we were both like that, we probably would have turned around and went back to South Carolina because he's, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, my goodness. But God has given me just a real peace and Mm -hmm. I have a determination, you know, and I don't know if that's because I'm determined, you know, okay, I'm in this, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, wherever. okay, you know, and and I said for me and my personality for people that know me um, living out of boxes with stuff everywhere is not conducive mm. to my personality <laughs> at all I'm, I'm like a mm. neat freak so it drives me and but i've been so just okay you know this is what it is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let it be what it is so just little things like that you know that yeah. i just feel like god is and I'm, I'm thankful for that not that i'm more spiritual because i know there's going to come a time where you know i'm going to be the one having the problem and greg's going to be there but right now i feel like i'm thankful that i've been able to just take a deep breath and say greg it's going to be your okay. Focus, yeah. Keep your focus. There, there's purpose in everything yeah. that God does. And sure. the, the beauty of it is like, uh, you know, it could be something as little. I, if Stella Maynard's listening, when we're talking about st- worrying the other day, something as little as like a, uh, six months ago, she was trying to sell her house up north. Uh-huh. And, you know, she couldn't sell it and pray for me. And, and guess what? The house sold like three, four months ago. I'm like, do you even remember that now? The, yeah. Do you even care? Exactly. Right. What no. were you what were you so worried about? Yeah. That's right. It's all over. Like you were walking in worry and now it's so you don't even give it a second thought anymore. Exactly. And it, it's funny how we go through these storms and in the storm we're like, Oh what? my goodness, we're gonna die. You get through it and then well what happened? That was that storm, you thought that storm was such a big deal. Now you navigated through it, you went through it, God helped you through it, and now you don't even talk about it anymore. Yep. You don't even think about it anymore. So what was the big deal, man? Right. right. You know, and that hopefully the ultimate goal is that God helps us grow and become stronger so that when the next storm comes, we are a little bit more confident. We are a little bit more stronger. We are. Next time that storm rolls in, it's like, hey, you know, since the last time you shut up, uh, I got a tornado shelter in my backyard. Uh, I prepared, got food and water down there. Like, what are you going to do? Right. The, the worst you could do is right tear my up. house up. That's all that you can do, you know? Right. So it's not as scary anymore. It's not as frightful. And so then the enemy has to then really get crafty and more creative and try and figure out ways to bring bigger storms. And Right, right. I think big... I'm always afraid to say, I'm afraid to say, you know, oh, I feel like I'm okay because that's when the devil right. comes. Yep. He's, yeah. he's listening and he's like, okay. I think with me, the biggest thing is it's the old man that's dying. I'm going through a dying process. My old man is, there's more that's being... Letting go of the flesh. Letting go of the flesh, exactly. You know, I was reading yesterday in Colossians 3, where Paul's talking about putting on the new man. And like I was, you and I were talking about that. That's easy. Like you you, you have to actually put it on a coat. You put your sleeves through and everything like that. You put it on you. But it's really easy to slip out of that. Take it off. Yeah, Yeah, and it's really easy to slip out of that new man, for me anyway, and slip back into the old as soon as I see the storm or as soon as I'm in the storm, I'm like, what am I going to do to get out of this? You know, where can I go to avoid this? I see it. I don't want to go through it. I want to go around it or, or avoid it somehow. What can I do? And God's saying, no, you're going to go through this and I'm going to go through this with you. It may seem like I'm sleeping, but I'm there, but I'm there with you. Yeah. Well, I lo- and I love how Jesus, I love how they didn't, when Jesus finally does wake up, they're yelling out, "Come on, Jesus, wake up! Yeah. What's, we're and gonna die." Sleep on a pillow, right? 
Yeah. At, at that point, they didn't have to do anything. He did everything. Jesus gets up and like, okay, he speaks and says, okay, I like this version again. It says, that's enough. Be still. All right. Shouts at it. It's all over with. Yeah. I can imagine what those guys were. <laughs> yeah, they're feeling really like, stupid. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus then follows up with the question, how can you be so afraid? After all you've seen, where is your faith? And how guilty are we all of that, yeah. myself included? We see God do all these things, and then we get one little burden, one little obstacle, right. one little trial, and it's like we're back to square one. And That's Jesus right. is like, come on, really? That's really? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> after all I've done, and you're still whining, you know, like, where are you at, Lord? <laughs> you're Come still on. whining. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That is good. Mm-hmm. Think of like, a, like, like with your kids, you tell them everything's going to be all right, and that they still question you. And it, I mean, if, if you love them, so you're patient with them. Mm-hmm. That's how he is with us, because I can imagine I'd be really frustrated with somebody after a while. Yeah. Like, all right. I told you it was going to be all right. Yeah. How many? Yeah, exactly. How many times have you seen me do things, and yet you're still questioning? But we do. Yeah, faith is an interesting thing. Operating in faith, living in faith, it's it's not a again that isn't another thing that's not a one time thing. It's a daily thing that happens over and over, daily, and over and over second. and over again. And yes. I joke about it today. Listen, I today is uh, I have. Once a month, I have a board meeting with the board of the church that I pastor. I always joke, uh, I said this a few times, but every once in a while, I'm looking at the budget and finances, which is part of it, not everything, but a part of it. And I remember one day I was like, okay, all right, hopefully hopefully everything's really good. And and I really felt like the Holy Spirit say, okay, so Jeremiah, you're asking, you're asking me to be comfortable. Is that what you're asking? I just you know, felt like right. the Holy Spirit, like, I'm just clarifying. So you're asking me... To, so you you can just be comfortable, and I was like, oh man, like, I'd okay, like, I I'd understand. Be like, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. And I was like, whoa, and and to to realize it was a convicting moment to realize the Holy Spirit just reminding me, and it wasn't he wasn't being rude or like I wasn't really I was being rebuked because I was being taught, but Holy Spirit was just kind of being like Jeremiah, think about what you're you're yeah. you're talking about to me sometimes because sometimes you're not praying faith prayers. You're praying, you're praying worldly, fleshly. That's, that's right. a worldly prayer. That's a fleshly yeah. prayer. Right. When I say, Lord, just make everything be fine. Yeah. That's just, not really a God, no. faith-inspired prayer. That's that's a very carnal prayer. Right. And I'm glad that the God was nice enough to let me think about that for a minute and be like, wow, I need to I need to have more faith. I need to take more steps of faith. Not, not, not idiotic or things that aren't God, but I need to take more God steps of faith in my life and I need to believe and I need to trust and and I need to stop praying that everything will just be fine and comfortable all the time. Because right. once again, it's not the place he he's designed me and destined for me to be. And I almost take that a step further. Like I I, I think I'm like, you know, heaven when I think about heaven, heaven's gonna be so perfect, but I think I'll miss the grind in heaven if it's just perfect all the time. <laughs> like I'll just kind of miss the grind. Boring. Uh, like, yeah. how are we going to grind? Yeah, grind it out and nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, solve I, I I love. Sometimes I use mountain bike illustrations, so excuse me. But I love. I I'm one of the people that I actually do love a mountain bike. When you're on the mountain bike and you're climbing to the oh. top of the mountain, and it feels like your heart's going to explode. It's this weird, like horrible feeling, but 
awesome all at the same. I love it. I love that feeling where it feels like my heart is going to explode and I'm going to die and I just have to keep pushing. But the beautiful spot is like you finally get to the top of the mountain. You see the mountains, you see the wonder, and you're like, wow, that grind was totally worth it. And then you get to get on the then bike and Now I get down. to go down. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the best way that I can describe it is like when we go through these journeys of faith is like we have to grind up the mountain. It's like we feel like we're going to die. Our heart's going to explode. We finally get to the top and we see what God wanted us to see. Yep. And then we get the fun. Now the fun part, I get to rip down the mountain. I get to have fun. Yeah, that's good. And I guess that's what eternity will be, going yeah. down the mountain. Yeah. I spent my whole life going trying to go up the mountain. Now I get to go down the mountain maybe. I always think about roller coasters, you know, going up the hill, click, <laughs> yeah, click, yeah. Click, 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 all the way up the hill. You get to the top and you slowly go over. Then you have that same adrenaline rush when you're going down the hill. That's, see, that's more fun for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work so hard to go up the hill. Why does somebody pull me? <laughs> so the sermon you're preaching in the, this last month is what? Which I mean, when we go through this stuff, there's just feels like we have an anthem and a sermon that's just coming out of us. Uh, it's just stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's all just stuff. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, we got a whole room full of stuff. <laughs> you know, you bring all this stuff with you, and you got, mm-hmm. oh, I got to have this, I got to have that. Yeah. Uh, he's asking me, do you know where the TV remote is? Oh, you haven't watched TV in two <laughs> right. months. I don't know where the TV remote No, I have no idea. I don't know where the TV is. I don't is. even care. <laughs> it's just stuff. Yeah. So the conclusion is, is Kelly's spiritual. I'm Greg, not. you're not. I am so not. You're not right with God. I'm pray not, for Greg. No, pray you need to repent. Pray for my salvation. <laughs> Have trust in the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Don't set me up like that. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad, though, that... I, but here's what I want to encourage people with today, is that when we are walking through the the boat moment, Jesus is really okay with it. He's, yeah. he re, he's really okay with it. He understands. So I think people, sometimes they... Uh, a danger can be you feel like you're sinning or you're not sufficient in your spiritual life. Right. And that's not the point. Right. God, God's like, I didn't do this to make you feel like you're a loser. Right. I did this because I I do actually love you. Right. I'm actually teaching you in this. I'm actually, because again, as a father to his children, he wants his children to be the best kids they, they can be. Right. I've said it like this right now. We have kids that are uh, homeschooled. Um, Amish children that are uh, w- working on their homeschooling right now. And the only way yeah. we can figure out if they're learning anything is by giving them a test. That's the only way That's you right. guys are taking some credential classes. That's right. Well, they give you a book, they tell you to learn this. And the only way they can know if, if you learn. actually learned or studied anything that they gave you is by giving you a test. That's right. That's what God does, yeah. whether you like it or not. That's the that's the only way He knows what your faith looks like. That's the only way He can see a practical application of your faith in action is by giving you a test. Right. Yeah. So you're going to get good. a test. And that's I'll good. say through all this, the one thing that He's been really just kind of uh, had His finger on with me is get back to what really matters with Him. It's my relationship with Him. Yep. All this garbage that's going on around you is nothing. <laughs> Don't lose your salvation over it. Get back down to to ground zero, if you will, and and maintain that focus, that relationship with him. That's the most important thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's give it up for Greg and Kelly. Big round of applause. Did it. <laughs> the next time 
They hop on the mic. It will only be Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. No intros for me. No voice of Jeremiah. Just Grace Point with Kelly. Grace Point with Greg and Kelly once a week. So make sure to check that out. Look at that. Your notifications when you see that pop up. Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. I hope that you listen to it. We're excited for it. You will talk to them next time on Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. 